Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Oh, say can American citizens, what we want is accountable leadership. Why don't we throw in a constitution so they know what's in that? Get engaged in the political process. You, my friend, are part of the problem and not the solution. The church needs to rise. Rise. The Monica Monica Matthews Show. Happy Monday to you. Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Life, love, and liberty. The Supreme Court declared today that the historic Civil Rights Act of 1964 protects LGBTQ employees from workplace discrimination nationwide. What does this mean? I know there are many questions that uh, that you all have. Some of you are rolling your eyes. Others, others of you think this is a great win. I will share my opinions in just a moment. But before I do, let's share whose opinion was what. Justice Neil Gorsuch, might I remind you, was appointed by President Trump, spoke for a six to three uh, majority that included Chief Justice John Roberts Jr. Uh, whenever he says that... Uh, that this is a this is a landmark day and ours is a society of written laws judges are not free to overlook plain statutory commands on the strength of nothing more than suppositions about intentions or guesswork about expectations um, this is what Gorsuch wrote in Bostick versus Clayton County right here in my own state of Georgia. It was one of the three cases represented uh, in this decision. Uh, in Title VII, Congress adopted broad language, making it illegal for an employer to rely on an employee's sex when deciding to fire that employee. We do not hesitate to recognize today as a necessary consequence of that legislative choice an employer who files fires an individual merely for being gay or transgender defies the law so along with Gorsuch you know the the decision was joined uh, by Justices Ruth Bader Ginsburg Stephen Breyer Sotomayor Kagan uh, in dissent however were Justices Clarence Thomas Samuel Alito Jr. and Brett Kavanaugh um, the ruling comes as, as a surprise to many uh, because Gorsuch had signaled, you know, during the oral argument in October that the case was really close. Okay. Um, interesting comments. Since several people, including Justice Alito, have alluded to um, this being more of a legislative action on behalf of the Supreme Court. Um you know, it was based on the court's legal interpretation of an existing law passed by Congress, not constitutional guarantees. 
you know, as was the case with several previous rulings on LGBTQ rights. So it, it, it brings, you know, it brings in question the court and and the 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 court's um, authority and and their jurisdiction and the and their lane. And isn't that kind of the running theme of the country right now? Who has jurisdiction over whom and over what, right? Because all of authority is, is in question at the moment. Uh, Carrie Severino, the president of the Judicial Crisis Network, which funded ad campaigns in support of Gorsuch and Kavanaugh called Monday's decision, the hijacking of textualism. Justice Scalia would be disappointed that his successor has bungled textualism so badly today for the sake of appealing to college campuses and editorial boards. Now, let's go over some of these cases that actually were bundled and led up to the Supreme Court uh, ruling. Very interesting. Um, One of them originated right here in my state of Georgia in a city called Clayton County. Uh, A gentleman by the name of Gerald Bostock was fired from his job as a child welfare advocate. Um, He said that he joined a softball league that was gay. um, And he asserted that he was fired because of his sexual uh, because of because of sex discrimination, right? And uh, it was he lost his case in federal court here, and it made its way up to the um, it made its way up to the Supreme Court along with a case from New York and Michigan. And uh, the two other plaintiffs involved in this have since passed away. One was a skydiving instructor in New York. He was fired after telling a customer he was gay. Um, he Sadly, he later died in a skydiving accident. But in that case, he was um, jumping in tandem with a female. And, and, and her apparently her spouse or boyfriend apparently looked nervous about the two. Or maybe he just felt like it was, you know, hey, man, let me take the pressure off. I'm gay. So in, in other words, I'm not really interested in your wife. Relax. And maybe he was making a joke. Sometimes people do that. And... Um, and the guy, since, you know, he complained, the husband or spouse, whatever, uh, of the woman jumping with the gay jump instructor, didn't think that was too funny and complained. And subsequently, the man lost his job. Um, in the other one, uh, Amy Stevens had worked at a funeral home in Detroit, but was fired after she returned to work as a woman. I'm going to read that sentence to you again, because, yeah, Amy Stevens had worked at a funeral home in Detroit, but was fired after she returned to work as a woman. She died last month. God rest her or their soul. And, you know, here's the deal. Amy was not born Amy. Amy was born a male, clearly in transition to a female. Um, I could cite countless psychology uh, citations regarding uh, people who transition. Um, the fact that they are still extraordinarily still confused. I can attest to that myself as someone who has ministered to folks who have transitioned, who are born with great confusion about their identity and think that by virtue of altering their bio, their their physiology, rather, um, that somehow that will alter their mental chemistry uh, and the way they see themselves when, in fact, they go on to lead very confused um, lives of, of no self-acceptance, which is, is what you see happening 
um, in this case. It's it's hard for people to hear what I'm about to say about this because it it butts up against um, every fiber in our being with regard to being um, sympathetic with people, people, which is a huge difference from being empathetic, right? So in this case, when you go to read through the opinion, uh, and the dissent is is equally as as, as compelling, the dissents are equally as compelling. But when you when you go to read through this, the, the word that is that is under assault is sex as it's used um, in, in, in context in 1964. Sex is, is the word that everyone's arguing over because sex is what is protected under that Civil Rights Act of 1964 that you could not be discriminated against in the workplace due to, you know, color, creed, sex, national uh, origin, orientation. Um, and so sex is the is the word of the day and what you see is that they refer back to sex is is biological but in context of that time as if the context of sex can be altered over time now in a secular humanistic world yes all definitions can be altered over time. When you abandon um, Judeo-Christian understanding and, and context in truth, right? Um, it is incumbent upon us as a as a quasi-civilized society these days um, to to assert a truth, right? It doesn't have to be the truth, but it but it has to be a truth. And so we're good at that. And and our courts are even good at upholding that too. So, so here's the deal. I, here's my personal opinion on this as the Supreme Court justice of only my life, (laughs) contrary to what some of (laughs) what some Twitter followers yesterday accused me of. I, I believe there is only one Supreme being and it's not me. But here is my supreme uh, opinion on this as a thinking intellectual, as a spiritual, as a Christian woman, right? Um, Sex refers to biology. It meant biology in 1964, and it should still mean biology today in 2020. And it should still mean biology in, you know, 3020. So it should mean biology in perpetuity of existence of infinite. what is it? Infinite, in, infant, mm, that, yeah, infinitely. <laughs> it should mean always and forever uh, biology. But in this case, it doesn't. Um, because, and, it, and, and they'll go into why it doesn't, if you'll go read for yourself. And as I, as I peel back the layers of this, I'll be talking about this more throughout the week. But my personal opinion about this has been and will be today that I really don't have an interest in your bedroom. So I don't know why you think the Supreme Court of the United States should have an interest in your bedroom, right? Um, You, your ability to do a job that I need you to do uh, should have nothing to do with your particular sexual persuasion. Where this is going to get very interesting and where some of you are going to wish that the state of Georgia had a RIFRA uh, bill, a RIFRA law in place 
is, is how this is going to work out with regard to religious institutions. I'm not really sure how that's going to, uh, how, how it won't encroach upon a church's mission statement, their statement of belief, which actually, I mean, today still holds weight, kind of. Right. Um, And in a court of law, it should hold weight Uh, for the life of me. I don't understand why people do not just get out the gay yellow pages and go to uh, the thousands of businesses that support uh, gay pride, gay lifestyle, gay, gay choice, gay, this gay, all, all things LGBTQ. There, there is an entire civilization there's a whole gay nation that supports one another for cakes birthday cakes uh, kwanzaa cakes you know pancakes you name it and but for whatever reason you know you gotta find that one christian guy who's just like no you know that's just not in alignment with what i believe and you have to make a shining example of him of how the rest of us will be made to care and we will bow down And if for no other reason to substantiate your very own choice, to substantiate your own preference, to substantiate your own, um, some of some folks believe that it is their biological, um, not birthright, that's the wrong word, but um, substantiate, you know, who they are. I I have always... um, asserted that your sexuality is not who you are. Well, I have just been, um, my whole belief system and my mantra, um, according to the Supreme Court of the United States of America today, has just been upended. Of course, it hasn't in my heart or in my mind, but as society goes, it has been upended that you're more than your sexuality, that, that you are more than your sex. Apparently, you're not. Um, because now we've invited the government into your sexual preferences. Now, back to the church. Uh, you run a church daycare. You little, you know, Miss Susie now becomes, I don't know, Steve, or more than likely Steve becomes Susie. Um, you know, one weekend he's teaching Sunday school to your four-year-old and he's Steve. And then he decides, you know what? I think this weekend I want to be Susie. Um, and maybe I want to try Susie on because I'm, I'm thinking about transitioning. I'm, I'm not sure how you handle that within your church ranks, to be honest with you. And see, I'm not going to allow society, and neither should you, take me to the place of I am not loving and I am not um, accepting of people, right? Because that's a lie. That's not true. Uh, But I don't have to accept every wind of doctrine in order to uh, be okay in my life and to be fair and to be just, I don't have to be accepting in my heart and my mind. That's part of being an individual. It's something that cannot be mandated contrary to the Black Lives Matter movement. Speaking of, let's move over to that. I took a little trip over to the Black Lives Matter movement uh, page today, uh, their their website. You can find them at blacklivesmatter.com. I encourage you to um, to stop retweeting and re-social messaging things that you have not searched out for yourself. I really want your eyes to lay 
on information that is important to guarding your heart and to being accurate during these times, right? Especially where your kids are concerned, because a lot of your children uh, are being seduced into this movement that is cascading and creating uh, and, and flowing over into other movements that are going on in the earth right now. So Black Lives Matter is not just an affront to all things white. That is something to be very clear about. This is a spiritual assault that is first occurring in Ephesians 6 and 12. It is an affront to all things order. It is an affront to all things godly order. All right, so let's let's let that be the baseline uh, from from our jumping off point here. Okay, all right, I'm going to read to you a portion of their mission statement about who they are. Okay, this is not my opinion. This is on their official Black Lives Matter dot com page. So whenever, if you're listening to the show today, and you have threatened my life yesterday because of a spat on Twitter, or you just think I'm the biggest bigot in the world, because I post I'm anti Black Lives Matter, as well as white guilt. And I think there's one other thing on there. Um, and Antifa, that's it uh, on my Twitter feed. Um, and you receive that as I don't support black lives. First, you would probably need to research a little bit about my life before you make that assertion. And secondly, I'm about to read to you exactly why I'm anti black lives matter dot org or dot com. Ready? The Black Lives Matter Global Network is just as powerful as it is because of our membership, our partners, our supporters, our staff and you. Our continued commitment to liberation for all black people means we are continuing the work of our ancestors and fighting for our collective freedom because it is our duty. Every day we recommit to healing ourselves and each other and to co-creating alongside comrades, allies and family, a culture where each person feels feels seen, heard and supported. We acknowledge, respect, and celebrate differences and commonalities. We work vigorously for freedom and justice for black people and, by extension, all people. We intentionally build and nurture a beloved community that is bonded together through a beautiful struggle that is restorative, not depleting. We are unapologetically black in our positioning. In affirming that Black Lives Matter, we need not qualify our position. To love and desire freedom and justice for ourselves is a prerequisite for wanting the same for others. We see ourselves as part of the global Black family, and we are aware of the different ways we are impacted or privileged as Black people who exist in different parts of the world. We are guided by the fact that all black lives matter, regardless of actual or perceived sexual identity, gender identity, gender expression, economic status, ability, disability, religious beliefs or disbeliefs, immigration status or location. We make space for transgender brothers and sisters to participate and lead. We are self-reflexive and do the work required to dismantle cisgender privilege and uplift black trans folk 
especially black trans women who continue to be disproportionately impacted by trans antagonistic violence. We build a space that affirms black women and is free from sexism, misogyny, and environments in which men are centered. We practice empathy. We engage comrades with the intent to learn about and connect with their contexts. We make our spaces family friendly and enable parents to fully participate with their children. We dismantle the patriarchal practice that requires mothers to work double shifts so that they can mother in private even as they participate in public justice work. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children, to the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. We foster a queer-affirming network. When we gather, we do so with the same intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking, or rather the belief that in all the world are heterosexual unless she or he or they disclose otherwise. We cultivate an intergenerational and communal network free from ageism. We believe that all people, regardless of age, show up with the capacity to lead and learn. We embody and practice justice, liberation, and peace in our engagements with one another. I want to back up to a line that stood out to me, other than the word comrade being mentioned twice today, very uh, pointedly. We cultivate an intergenerational, a communal network free from ageism. Okay. Now, on the surface, that sounds good, right? Like no one gets aged out. Like I was accused of being an old hag yesterday by who uh, is now an adversary in media um, and accused of standing on you know someone else's shoulders to prop up my aged <laughs> uh, career, apparently. Um, interesting. I'm, I'm really not offended by that. Just a very petty female thing that females do. And she happens to be, be a black female who aligns herself with, um, things that are happening in the earth in the name of black lives matter. Let's just say that. Um, so as it relates to authority, right? I want you to think about something, um, recently in my own family, Uh, There has been great uh, turmoil with regard to uh, an appreciation for and a respect and honor for uh, the adults in the room, Uh, the maternal and paternal um, positioning, the godly order, right, of the family unit has been challenged by this very mindset, 
Okay. A lot of these kids come by this mindset of challenging authority, honestly, because they have been abandoned by their families, by their churches, by their organizations, by society, through entertainment, through gaming, um, you know, through deadbeat dads, through not knowing who their dads are, through whorebag mothers. I mean, there are any number of ways that we abandon our children through a really crappy education system. Um, you know, when when your when your municipal your your government school your city government school is um, is is cheating your children out of an education by stealing their money and assigning grades to them that they didn't earn, and they graduate from high school not because they could, but because they needed to for monetary purposes for recognition right for pats on the asses and backs of people who look like them. People who continue to sell them to a system of comrades. This is how your children get involved and young adults get involved in this socialist, communist, Bolshevik, as a friend of mine likes to put it, like bullshit, uh, movement in the name of justice, right? So in my own home, there's been a question of authority. Uh, And and what happens when you level the playing field in your homes, like always warn single mothers about this, when you when you level the or or dads who are divorced who feel guilty, the worst possible thing you could possibly feel. Uh, Just look at white America, who's completely dissenting, not dissenting, but disintegrating, I wish they would dissent into this guilt foam, you know, on the on the side of the road, licking boots and um, of Black Lives Matter. And, and, you know, of crazy, crazy ideology in the name of Jesus, nevertheless. Okay. So with every riot, uh, it seems that crazy white people are coming out of the woodwork. And there are just as many black folks who agree with what I'm saying, um, who have a much bigger voice than mine, who are saying, get off of your knees. You're making us uncomfortable. This is ridiculous. We don't subscribe to this, right? Well, when the when the playing field is level and mothers become best friends of their children and fathers uh, operate out of guilt because they're no longer in the home due to divorce or maybe they were never in the home or an indiscretion or whatever, um, you you end up with an a lopsided parental hierarchy. And, and as we can see in their mission statement, the patriarchy must be dismantled. Right. Because it's systemic, just like a systemic racism. There's a systemic patriarchy. And, and I'm going to tell you something. As a woman who has dealt with talk radio for the past five years, I've never assigned any form of value to glass ceiling theories until working in talk radio. So I absolutely believe that there is a, a you can call it patriarchy if you want. I call it BS, but it it is a, you know, uh, a man's world. And my industry is very much so a man's world. Um, I have never whined about it. I have just worked harder and attempted to work smarter um, and, 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 and be beloved by my audience, not compete with the boys per se. Ultimately, uh, it will rear its head. And you will see it as opportunities pass you by, as the sneers and jeers and snickers um, and, and the, you know, 
and in the just being completely left off of the field, much less not invited to a practice, uh, begins to occur. And you know what you you know what I do? I just stay strong and I keep moving forward. Um, but there is a cost, you know, that comes with that level of rejection. Uh, some people do what I do, and they work harder and smarter, and they just keep moving. Other people form coalitions like Black Lives Matter to dismantle the system, to dismantle the patriarchy. Subsequently, dismantling men, which is ultimately the the goal in and of itself. Um, real danger line we run here, folks, is that um, God is paternal. I argued about this on my show recently with my daughter when I was still on terrestrial radio. And she came on with me and surprised me with, you know, God is cisgender. God, God is um, God is not man or woman. God is whatever we need him to be. Mind you, my daughter has been raised in a Christian home. She's not a dummy. The seeds that have been planted in her, I'm convinced, will come home to, to roost and they will bear fruit eventually. Um, her her mindset is the direct result of what she has been uh, subjected to by way of the world, uh, attending a very liberal college institution, um, academia, you know, and, and people that she rallied with uh, to stand for and against injustices in the world rather but to stand for justice right so you're dealing with formidable minds you're dealing with an abandoned generation that is fertile uh, breeding ground for this type of uh, malignancy and it is a cancer and it is pervasive and it is metastasized. It, it has spread throughout the body of the United States of America. There's no doubt about it. You can see it on your television every week. So I wanted to read that to you and, and to really encourage you men, you dads out there and husbands, that you cannot abdicate your position in any way, shape or form. And that means that if you need instruction on how to be a godly, loving father, you need to Quit being lazy and get out your own handbook called the Bible and get with men who can encourage you and disciple you and figure it out. You have no room to be on social media criticizing a generation of folks who have literally been abandoned by um, their, their own maternal and paternal lineages and have been abandoned by a government who continues to feed them on their tit. And for some people, uh, constant provision. When, when we can say that there's a food desert anywhere in the United States of America, we have eyes that cannot see. Because our diseases tell a different story. For you to tell me that there are food deserts, in an urban area where diabetes and heart attacks run rampant, heart disease run rampant, COVID-19 spread through like wildfire because people's health issues are pervasive in a particular uh, culture, bloodline, right? Um, and, and yet tell me that it's incumbent upon the government to continue to feed people. I'm not buying it and you shouldn't either. Follow Monica on Twitter at Monica on Air Talk on Facebook at Monty Matthews. This is how you live life with Monica Matthews. 
All right, on a final note, I just got word breaking news here in the city of Atlanta this evening that the mayor of Atlanta has finally succeeded in what her overarching goal was from the beginning, and she's calling for overall police reforms um, in the Atlanta City Police Department. Morale is at an all-time low. I have friends spread throughout the department. Um, If we ended up with a blue flu here in the city, I would not at all be surprised. And quite honestly, uh, the leadership of Atlanta has earned it. Um, That is the uh, ultimate goal of the left, as we've seen uh, all the way from this uh, this ruling today, which is, again, I have no problems with people being treated equally in the workplace. I just don't need to know your sexuality or, or your, I'm sorry, your sexual preferences um, and, and who you identify as any more than you need to know what's going on in my private life. That That's just my very simpleton approach to all of this. Uh, but as it pertains to crime and, and, um, and overthrowing the current system in place, uh, the current white patriarchy, if you will, that's in place in the earth. Um, you have municipalities and people who are, um, who are in so deep with this, it would blow your mind. So, uh, let me, let me, let me back up to, uh, the gentleman who was, um, shot just a few nights ago here in my city, which led to unrest again in the city. Uh, I would venture to say primarily because of the mayor's response, along with a few other city leaders, uh, the chief subsequently resigning here in the city, which my sources tell me her purpose for resigning was because she was going to stand behind her officers. Uh, she was not in favor of the of the prosecution of the other two officers who are now under prosecution from our first set of riots here in the city of Atlanta two weeks ago. Um, our DA is um, in a runoff currently here in the city of Atlanta. So all of this is completely politicized and a blind man could see that. Um, he is also under federal investigation, I might add. So there's you know really interesting Atlanta politics. I mean, Mississippi ain't got nothing on us. Um, but I want to read something to you that some of you may not be aware of. Um, Ray Shard Brooks, this is something you're not going to hear um, on mainstream media outlets, uh, you know, because they're part of uh, they're part of the uh, dismantling if you will, of, of the system. They're, they're part of the comrades. Um, he was a Georgia parolee. Um, he was sentenced to seven years in prison. Uh, now, keep in mind that what you've seen of Richard, Richard and will continue to see of him is he was a daddy of you know f- four small kids. He was on his way to his kid's birthday the next day. You're, you know, you're gunning down our fathers. Um, it, you know, this is just an assault against black men because you're trying to take black men out. Out, even though, you know, I would argue that uh, more black women take black men out every day by virtue of murder with the tongue, um, you know, uh, and, and de- uh, emasculation, um, you know, you name it, uh, than our law enforcement ever could uh, in a lifetime. So I've seen it with my own two eyes and I and it's just it's a mess. Okay. This gentleman who is now hopefully with the Lord um, was in jail for beating the hell out of his kids. 
So I want you to stop and think about that. He was out on parole because of COVID-19. Because what we've seen, just as in New York, and you see it here in the state of Georgia, you know, it was cruel and unusual punishment, even though you're going to see Roger Stone more than likely begin his sentencing on June 30th, right? 60-something-year-old, 70-something-year-old man about to head to prison unless the president gives him basically what I call a stay of execution, unless he's pardoned, um, uh, I was about to say furloughed, uh, unless he's excuse me, unless he's pardoned, he will, uh, he will absolutely see the inside of a jail cell, right? Uh, even though they're riddled with COVID-19 where he resides. But this guy was so important. And it was so important for him, uh, his offense, cruelty to children, you can find his, uh, his arrest record online. It's kind of lengthy. We have simple battery, cruelty to children, false imprisonment, violence, uh, family violence battery. We have theft by receiving stolen property. We have um, interference of government, uh, criminal interference, government property. We've got obstruction of law enforcement officer. So yeah, uh, Rayshard was not the, um, he was not the George uh, Floyd 2.0. And I, and I know that's what people want you to believe. Uh, and most of you listening to me hopefully won't believe that. But there's a generation who do. So when you are giving facts and, and you are retweeting things, I understand the propensity, the temptation to be persnickety because I can be the queen of it. I get it. Um, but if we could, you know, dial back the left and right and actually target, um, you know, an audience with facts about who folks are. And I understand that Mr. Uh, Brooks is not on trial here. Uh, more than likely, his officer uh, will be. He's looking at the possibility of being charged with murder or felony murder. Um, how our district attorney, um, you know, the acronym DA, in this case, stands for something far more nefarious than district attorney, but in our case, um, but how he could assign murder or felony murder. Another tidbit is beyond me. Another tidbit most of you have not heard who come from my sources with an APD is that the officer was actually tased in the face before he fired his weapon uh, for that fatal shot. So I don't know about you. Had it been the partner of the officer who fired, there might be some question as to, hmm, is it, could you have used your taser to take him down? You know what I mean? Uh, could you have just run and tackled him? Um, but it wasn't the partner. It was the officer whose taser was stolen, who was tased with his own taser, and the only weapon he had left was his firearm. So, again, court TV has ruined us as a nation. I've said it since it got on the air. Sorry, it's just how I feel about it. We are all now judge, jury, and executioner, and it is wrong. And the end game, the end game is to allow the inmates to run the asylum. That is the end game. The city of Atlanta is now going to castrate further our police force. Our mayor is fully aware of it. And I want you to know something. 
I said it on Twitter, and I'm going to end my show with this today. Any Democrat mayor or governor or city official, any elected official, period, who is calling for criminal justice reform is lying to you. They don't want reform. And if you go back and look through who serves on their administrations and who is pouring into their campaigns by way of donations, I promise you, if you follow the money trail, you're going to find criminal, gang, and cartel activity. It is a fact. There's no way around it. Some of them are so blatant, as in my city, they have them serving on their own administrations as mouthpieces. And when you follow the rabbit trail of what the end game is to upend and to, as Black Lives Matter put it, dismantle the current way of life in this country, come hell, high water, or the second coming, you will be at your polls in November to ensure that Donald Trump has four more years. Folks, we're in trouble. It's time to pray. I love you. You can find me on Twitter at Monica on your talk. Please share my work, monicamatthews.com. If you are sending me more death threats, <laughs> I'm assuming you, you wouldn't have listened to this whole program, but if you are, do me a favor, uh, just go ahead and send them right on over to the GBI because that's where they're headed. That's where they're going. So i uh, just tired of you guys. You just wear me out. But, um, uh, you know, I'm here to speak the truth in love, but also in sobriety. And sometimes the truth hurts. So sign up for my newsletters, monicamatthews.com. Uh, if you have a business that you would like, that you're looking for a spokesperson for, and we happen to be in alignment, I'm taking applications for those as well. Uh, national spokeswomen campaigns, um, as well as local here in Georgia. Advertisers are welcome as well. Um, I'm building my national platform. I'm very excited about that. Clear Talk Media is my home. And I'm looking forward to bringing you live shows where you can call in uh, and be a part of this conversation and give you a place uh, that's home, that you can call home where you have trusted information, trusted sources. You do not have to agree with me on everything. Matter of fact, I would prefer you don't. So, uh, because it makes for great uh, thought and debate and that has got to become healthy again. Okay. Be good to your neighbor beginning in your own mirror. Remember, if you're an American, act like one.